Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of the Crystal Clear Podcast. My name is Crystal, and I'm glad to be with you today. We have previously been talking about some of the myths surrounding home education or parent-led education, and today we're going to do part three. It's coming from the information in my book called Liberated Learning that will be out on Kindle or Amazon uh, January 3rd just a couple of weeks. So going from that, uh, last time we talked about socialization and the idea of socialization, uh, where it comes from. So if you missed that episode, it's the one before this one. And then before that, we talked about the question on parents being qualified to teach their children. That was the first myth on home education. So if you missed that one, be sure to check it out. Uh, Today, we are talking about a couple of the other myths or false ideas surrounding home education. And being that I have been a teacher for my own children for 16 years, um, and then I was a teacher before I taught my children, I taught in a school. So I have a lot of insight on that topic um, of home education, what it is, what it isn't. And so that's why I can offer you uh, actual knowledge from my experience. So today we're going to talk about a couple of more ideas on the myths about home education. The first one is that homeschool kids cannot function in the real world. And this is a very interesting idea that people seem to have. (laughs) It's super interesting because in my experience with my own children and lots of other children, um, Homeschool children function amazingly well in the real world, and I'll tell you why. So when my kids were small, people used to toss this phrase around a lot um, as if it were just some true concept. And it's ironic now that my oldest children are adults. I have a 19-year-old and I have a 17-year-old, and they are much more able and adept at navigating the real world than the friends they had back then, say 10 or 15 years ago, since, since then, that those children that they grew, they were growing up with as friends, um, my children are more able to navigate and function in the real world than the other people are that were telling us that homeschool children wouldn't function well in the real world. So, The reason that my kids do well and that in general the kids I've seen that home educate have done well is because they have spent every day in the real world, uh, the actual real world of home life, um, exploring nature. They have been in libraries. They've been on field trips. They've been free to visit family. They've formed relationship bonds with their extended family, their grandparents, their cousins, Um, it's a huge misconception that homeschool kids don't leave their house. Uh, it's, it's silly. My children, they grocery shop with me, so they understand how to buy everything we buy. They cook with me. They understand how to do the home economics. They go to the park. We visit family. We go to a co-op for sports. There, um, in the last co-op we were in, there was 500 children in that particular co-op. And we have five co-ops of different, five different co-ops near our town. And we live in a small town. 
And so within a 30-mile radius of our town, there's five good-sized homeschool cooperatives where lots of children go, and you can participate in academics, you can participate in sports, you can participate in events um, like prom or winter banquets or formal dances, anything. So we go to the co-op for sports, we go to the co-op for events, we were in a co-op for choir, Um, my children do volleyball, and then we have neighborhood kids that come over because we have soccer goals in our yard and volleyball nets in our yard, and all the neighborhood kids love to play in our yard, which is great. Um, My kids have lots of friends. And so we also, in addition to all of those things, we go to a church that has a lot of people. And so my kids know a lot of people. They see them regularly. So compare all of that to like a regular school day where a child is in a classroom for most of the eight hours of the day. So they're not out in the real world. They're not interacting with the community. They're actually in a facility that's not the real world. So the factory schooling or the system schooling, um, children are not out exploring nature. They're not out in libraries. They're not on field trips most of the time. They're not out visiting family. Um, They're not out in businesses. They're not, you know, doing anything out in whatever is called the real world. Um, So for those eight hours of the day, they're not interacting with the community. So homeschool students have a flexible schedule. They have more time for helping with charities. They have time for volunteer work. Um, my children visit nursing homes sometimes. They're, they have time for community activities. Um, we have a community volleyball that's just recreational where there's these sand courts and the kids go and play recreational volleyball. They have different nights of the week where it's not like team sport. It's just for fun. Um, if they want to do team sports, they don't have to miss schoolwork if they're traveling with a team because the schoolwork can go with them. It's super flexible whenever you home educate. So people seem to accept this idea for celebrities or child movie stars who are not in school and they think this is normal and okay for those kids to be taught outside of the school system. And if that's the case for them, then it's certainly the case for any child. Any child can be taught outside of a school system. It's perfectly reasonable. So homeschool children, they function well in the adult world once they are grown because they've been functioning with adults all along, their parents. So they've had a time to solidify the firm foundation that they need, and they've had a well-intentioned environment, and this causes healthy growth. And all in all, the bottom line is that parents are the best advocate for their child. So the next uh, myth, we would say, the next myth about home education is that some people say homeschool kids will miss out on sports and activities like prom. So I've already discussed this a little bit with not meaning to in my last segment, but not only do homeschool children have more opportunity for activities and sports through the co-ops 
they have more time to do those things. Homeschool children have more time to do the things that they're interested in. So we need to clarify that you do not have to belong to a school to play a sport. This is a big misconception. You can play sports for multiple different places. There are city leagues, there are co-ops, like I said, of homeschool co-ops that are made up of homeschool families, or even the local private schools allow homeschool students to play sports. So there's the city league, the co-op, the private schools. In the area where I live, our local private schools allow homeschool students to join the sports program. We also have several large homeschool co-ops that we choose from and we play sports. And so we have a city league that we can also use as well. And for the past two years, my high school students have played volleyball with both the private school and the homeschool co-op. And the homeschool co-op and the private school, they both played against public schools in our area and against private schools. So they get a lot of variety in their experience with the sports. Um, Our co-ops also have the winter formal banquets, like I said. They have a prom every year for the students. Uh, They don't miss out on any of the activities when they are home educated. It's just that when you home educate, you get to choose the content, the environment, and the influence over your children. And then all these extracurricular activities are available and they have more time to do them. So to me, that's a benefit. Um, The next uh, myth or idea that is false about home education is the idea that homeschoolers cannot go to college. So I don't know if you've ever heard this one, but it's pretty bogus. Um, Totally false random idea. Um, Any student with a diploma or a GED can go to college or trade school. So as a little statistic, uh, 66.7% of homeschool children go to college as compared to 57.5% of public school students. Colleges like Yale, Dartmouth, Berkeley, they actually seek out home educated students and they accept them at a higher rate. The qualities that you can find in homeschool, generally in a homeschool student, as a norm, the qualities they have that are self-governing, self-discipline, self-motivated, those are attractive qualities to college institutions. Uh, Students who are taught at home most often have really good time management skills. And in general, you know, there's always an exception, but I'm just saying in general, Um, they learn to manage their studies with their responsibilities, and this makes it easy for them to transition into upper-level college work. So all your student needs to go to college or a trade school is a completed high school transcript, a diploma, and then money for tuition. So you can easily find a template for a transcript if you need one. They're online, and most of the educational sites and colleges have them as well. The next myth that we can talk about today is this idea that homeschool kids don't learn very well. Uh, This is another false assumption. Um, In a homeschool environment, there is much less distraction 
than in a typical classroom. I mean, this is just a numbers game. There are much fewer students in the home environment as there are in a classroom. So just because of the numbers, there are significantly significantly fewer behavior issues to deal with. Um, they do not observe lots of kids their age acting negatively. Um, this gives them faster learning time because the teacher does not have to continually deal with, you know, behavior issues. And this is not to say that a parent doesn't have to correct their kids, but it is not to the same degree of having 20 kids in a classroom or the regular distraction that would come with 20 kids in a classroom. So children at home have this advantage of privacy because they can choose to be alone in a space if they need more room to focus. You know, they can go alone into their bedroom. Some children prefer that some of my children prefer to learn outside in nature. Uh, some of my children like the kitchen table. Some like to sit at a desk. There are lots of different places where they like to be. But ultimately, each child is different and they learn and they absorb differently as well. So when a student is taught at home, they have a learning plan that's made specifically for them and what is best for them, not what is best for all the other students in the class. So it does help with increasing their ability to understand. Um, I have six students in my home school and they all learn differently. So all I do is observe what works best for them. I ask them a few questions to see what they like and I give them the tools that benefit their learning style. And as an added plus, there is an advantage to having one teacher with only a few students. It gives you more time for every child and you can give them lots of attention. So that's just not possible in the regular schoolroom setting for a teacher to have much time for every student. Uh, when a person only has a little bit of information, it would seem reasonable to them to think that the system that is in place today for the schools, they, they would think that's the only way to educate. But when a person has an abundance of information and they start looking into it, they begin to see that there are unlimited systems by which you can use to educate a child. And for that awareness of intellectual variety and choice, this is the reason why I do the podcast for the awareness of choice, freedom. The only limitation we have is in what we think. And our choices are truly unlimited. We have the freedom to choose. So in summary of this topic today, here's a few thoughts that you can remember. You have inherent freedom and the ability to home educate your child it is a human right. Human rights are derived from the creator, not from the state. This is the basis of self-government and a free society. A founding principle in our free republic is that all men are created equal. That is a very important, essential founding principle. If the state is made up of our neighbors and we are all equals, according to law, we are all equals, then the state cannot impose on us what the people do not approve of. 
The state can choose to recognize parental rights, but they do not give rights to the parents. The creator gives rights to the parents. Socialization has always been the natural interaction of the family and the organic happening of the home. Parents are the best advocate for their child. You do not have to belong to a school to play a sport. Any student with a diploma or a GED can go to college or trade school. And the only limitation that you have is in what you think. Your choices are truly unlimited and you have the freedom to choose. So I hope that's helpful to you. Thank you for listening in today. And we will continue the parent-led education series in the next episode. And I look forward to being with you and talking more about your journey. And certainly, um, if you have any topics you would like for me to do, certainly reach me out. Reach out to me at the Crystal Clear Podcast online, and you can send me an email. My um, my email will be listed there on the podcast site. So until next time, take care, see you soon, and God bless.